What up, what up, what up? It's the Mean Bean Show. For anyone that's not, you know, they don't know what they're listening to. They just hop on Spotify. They want to listen to some audio or iTunes. This is the Mean Bean Show with Sam, myself, and my beloved host, who, by the way, is looking incredibly dashing on this Tuesday. Oh. Colin, you just introduced yourself. Oh, you're, you're too kind, Sam. Uh, yes, Sam Samuel is my lovely co-host on The Mean Bean Show. The Mean Bean Show. The Mean Bean Show. Um, welcome back, everybody. This is episode four. Four. Of season two. Um, if anybody's watching on YouTube, welcome back. You, yep. You already joined us on our journey this morning at today's location, which is... The Red, Red Hook. Hook. Nice. Yeah. And you got to see my cat. Yes. And my house. Ponderosa. Ponderosa. P. Daddy. The lovely Ponderosa. Master P. He's the best, man. I'm, yeah. I'm actually really excited that people get to see him. Yeah. If any of you are just listening, you should pause right now, go to YouTube, and watch the video version, because you get more out of the show. You get True. to see... Sam's beautiful eyes. You get to see Ponderosa. And on today's special episode, you get to see Sam's house. Yeah. We got a little MTV crib action today, which you normally don't get. So no. this is a special episode. It's also special because, Sam, what is the Red Hook? What is the significance to you? Well, it's kind of like the congregation last year where I live very close to a coffee shop. That is the Red Hook. I literally, for us, it was a two-minute walk around the block in West Village, which West Village, if you're not familiar with, is an awesome area. Like, it's pretty popping. People were there this morning. Everyone's always active, doing stuff, and, like you said, pretty well-dressed. And, you know, it's just, this is kind of random, but you said my beautiful eyes, which I thank you for, because that's, like, my most complimented part about my facial features. What is your most complimented facial feature? That people give me? Yeah. Because um, if you don't have an answer, I have an answer. I think it would be my eyes. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, like, what, I feel like that's, like. Eyes is pretty, yeah. I feel like that's what people, like, that first, I think like people, that's, like, their first go-to thing to look at. Yeah, people. but you got a pretty good smile, too. Oh, thanks, Sam. Sorry, I just wanted to give you a compliment. It's early on, and I'm in a good mode, so. Yeah, well, you know, I might compliment your eyes, but <laughs> that's just that's just the first thing I call a compliment, all right? The list goes on and on. Yeah, but we're here to talk about Red Hook, and, you know, I could talk about you for hours, but we're not there for that, so. No, that happens after hours. True. Let me set the scene for you folks that are at home we walk around the corner we pull up the red hook we actually turn around and there's some guy dancing and we got that on footage yes we did he he asked he was like hey let me be in your video and then he started dancing and that was a pretty awesome start we go in the red hook we ask the film they say yes yes unfortunately we didn't get either of the barista's names but they were both very kind and cool with us filming which yeah. we, we think because we get it. It's a little weird, you know, big, big camera, everyone's face. Totally understand. Not everyone is into that. So we thank them for being understanding. Um, 
Yeah, it was my first time ever being at Red Hook also. This is two weeks in a row that I've been to a place I've never been to before, which is very refreshing. It's cool to be somewhere that I haven't been before. So this was like a completely unbiased, uh, you know, I had I had no predisposed feelings about this place before going into it, and I think that makes for a good episode. I think so, too. And it's just awesome because I got to take you to a special place that I actually spent a lot. I probably spend the most time at the coffee shop just because of proximity. But also, that outdoor seating is, like, with the weather right now, is incredible. Yeah. No, the weather is perfect right now. It's, like, the end of October. Um it's like 70, almost 70 degrees right now. All the leaves are falling, which I happened to bring something for you, Sam. You brought me something? Yes. Oh, no. Where is it? <laughs> if it fell out, that'd be really. Oh, man. I think it's gone. Did you? What was that? It was a really big, like really pretty like uh red leaf i was literally, i was literally like, i was like coming i was literally coming in i was coming to campus on my skateboard and then like i like went through this big cluster of like falling leaves and it like fell into my hoodie and i grabbed it and i was like i'm gonna give this to sam and i had this whole thing planned out in my head and now the leaf is gone and i feel like a really like i feel like an idiot right now you're not an idiot. I'll tell you that right now. That's a really nice thought. And, um, you know, I'll get a leaf from you someday. I can't believe that leaf just up and left on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, like, literally planning on this, like, for the last 30 minutes. And now I don't have to do. <laughs> now, now the podcast is over. Here, just... <laughs> just I'm going to edit a leaf into my hand, and I'm giving it to Sam. There we go. The power of video editing. Boom. That's awesome. But anyways, <laughs> back to Red Hook. Um, Red Hook has a very cool, like, New York-type vibe. You go in. Um, there wasn't indoor seating, but now there is, which is cool, because there's cute little stools. Actually, Connor, who's in the studio right now, we went there last week with Christina. Shout out, Christina. Follow her artwork. Follow her tattoos. She's awesome. Um... Are you looking for the leaf spill? Maybe. Okay, fair enough. But we went in there, and it was a real comfortable scene, and it's really nice for doing homework, hanging out. I feel like it's more of a, um, I feel like it's like a catching up type coffee place. Like you and me sit outside, kind of hang out, enjoy the scenery, and kind of enjoy just the environment of being around other people who are very fitted up. West Village is fitted up. Yeah, I felt disgraced wearing this black hoodie there because I was like, you know what? I think like almost every episode we've done so far, I was looking at all the videos and I was wearing the same green hoodie. You were wearing that green hoodie. With the North Face like jacket. I was like, I can't, I cannot wear it again. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll just wear the black hoodie today. And then I show up and everybody is just (laughs) fitted up. And I'm like, did all these people just walk out of Pinterest? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They're it's all true. they're all so well dressed and I couldn't even I can't compete with them, okay? I don't have that much riz. <laughs> that riz, that that X factor. See, I thought about what I was gonna wear this morning, but then I was like, Pistons are playing. I'm gonna work out later. 
So I want to wear like a long sleeve. I like this blue though. You know, like it's a good blue, and the red and blue contrast each other well. I think the Pistons have a good, a very good like um, color scheme, along with the Red Wings. Lions suck. That's why we should change the Detroit Geese. That's another topic. We've yeah, if about you it. want to hear Sam talk about why he thinks that the Detroit Lions should undergo uh, rebranding as the Detroit Geese. Check out last week's episode. And I'll just mention one thing. It just doesn't make sense. There's no lions in Detroit. I know there's no tigers or anything, but there's geese everywhere, and they just poop. And that's kind of how the Lions team is. We just poop. And so, like, I think it would just be really reflective of, like, the rebuilding era of Detroit. Change the name. That's all I'll say. And then when we're good, we can go back to the Detroit Lions. No, I think we should stay the Detroit geese for life. I would wear a Detroit Geese shirt over a Detroit Lions shirt 10 times out of 10. But you got to change the color scheme, too. I don't want the light blue anymore. It's a solid shirt. It's a classic. I do still feel like Detroit Pistons need to go over, go undergo a complete rebranding. Like, the Pistons name is fine. Yeah. I just think the merchandising. Oh, it's it's not great. I, it's the teal just like, is good. Have yeah. you seen the teal stuff? I like the te- new teal, but yeah. I, know I, just, I just feel like sports sports teams like merch like people are going to be repping like if any of any like type of thing out there what do people like resonate with and wear the most it's like sporting apparel yeah so it's like a big deal and then like i feel like it's such a missed opportunity to have like really killer like merch yeah and incorporate the city a little bit i agree i think it's i think it's actually a huge problem because i think they get lazy and i think they just expect people to buy it but it's like well, Detroit teams notoriously are not that good. So it's like you kind of have to go outside your comfort zone and maybe put a little more thought into it. Use some Detroit local artists. Let me, Sam Beckman, be your new creative designer for the Pistons merch. Tom Gorse, write me up a contract. I'll sign it. I'll get people. I'm not going to be the greatest artist by, by myself, but other people, like, I'll make some good merch. I'm ready for it. Like, put me on. But to, to that point, oatmeal cream pie at Red Hook yes. was really delicious. Yeah, it was really good. And we discussed, you know, there's a golden ratio Yeah. of... Yes, and I'll talk about that. Because my family is from Pennsylvania, like a lot of it on my mom's size. So, like, Amish people have always been really good at making whoopie pies, which is like oatmeal and then the cream in the middle. But if you have that excessive amount of cream... It's just kind of overbearing, and it takes away from the oatmeal flavor. I feel like Red Hook has a really good ratio with that. So you get a little bit of that creamy essence, but it's not overpowering. To mention that, we also have to give a little, um, I guess, dig at people that excessively use ranch. Because I love ranch, but, you know, as we get older, our Midwestern roots are, like, in us. And we need to stretch it out and become a little more whole. And we need to start using other sauces besides ranch. You can't drench everything in ranch. It, it, won't, it won't save your life. It'll probably actually lower your lifespan, I would think. So I know we talk about this, and I yeah. know you're pretty passionate on it, too. Yeah, we, we discussed it a little bit. I just... The, the shackles... <laughs> that ranch have on the entire like Midwest to me is just astonishing. There, it's more like the rent that it holds up in all of our heads, you know. There needs to be 
a a scientific no what is it <laughs> there needs to be like a um there needs to be a case study yeah on midwestern's obsession with ranch cuz it just doesn't make sense you're just eating seasoned mayonnaise <laughs> And and that's not to knock ranch because I think it's a, I think it's good sparingly. Look, if someone offers me a little side a little side of ranch from, you know, my chicken nugs, sure, I'll take it. I still prefer barbecue sauce, but I'll, I'll take it. You know, the occasional little dip in the ranch not gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna hurt anybody. But when you see people and like they take the bottle of ranch for their pizza. <laughs> And like this huge, huge. I can imagine the glob that you just, from, just that made sound. from that sound. Yes, and then it's like they just like smear the pizza and, and ranch. You just get like the pizza, and they like they like drag it like all over, and they're, they're like, like, "Oh, here's my pizza." They like drag it one way, flip it <laughs> the other way, and drag it the other way, and it's like, "What are you doing, man? <laughs> Do you want some pizza with the ranch?" It's true. That's true. That's actually, like, the most American thing you could do. It's just, like, I actually don't really like pizza that much. Let me get it in this ranch and raise the element. It's ridiculous, man. People really need to relax. (laughs) That's just something we had to bring up. Anyways. It's it's really important. Moving on. To the most important part of the show, the Blueberry Muffin Review. This week's episode of the Blueberry (laughs) Muffin Report is sponsored by... Dave Ramsey. No. (laughs) Oh. Papa John's. Papa John's, that's right. Yes, Papa John's. Thank you for sponsoring this video. For legal reasons, we are not actually affiliated with Papa John's. That's true. But or, or Dave Ramsey. No. But if Dave Ramsey wants to come sit in his chair, he's allowed to. Invite is open, Dave. I would have mentioned him in every episode. But anyways, what did you think compared to Lucky, which we very much taught, <sighs> said was the golden standard of blueberry muffins? You know... There were high expectations set last week. Yeah. That's that's a pretty high standard for muffins that was set last week. So to up this one, it's no easy task. It's, it's a, always it's, tough, too. It's, a, it's a big ask to ask any place to one-up the lucky muffin. Yeah. However, I think they came pretty close. I'm, you know, after digesting my muffin and my thoughts... About the muffin. Nice. Nice. Well, well said. I've, uh, I've decided I'm going to put it a little bit below the, the lucky muffin. It's just, it, it's not that it's a bad muffin, but you got to understand, like, the lucky muffin was something else. Yeah. It wasn't from this planet. Yeah, and that could say that Lucky's muffin was, like, a specialty, as Red Hook literally has three different, like, shelves of pastries and it's like a lot of different pastries so you can they have a lot of vegan and gluten-free stuff so you got a lot of versatility there i think they're more of like a you know like a swiss army knife like they got a lot more um jack of all trades type pastries yeah there were there were pastries like i guess i've never been this place before there are pastries up and down this glass shelf that i've never seen at any other coffee shop just think about that it's true. There's different, and they're unique, and they're creative, because there's, like, pistachio-type cookies, and then there's oatmeal cream pies, and then they have a biscuit sandwich. That's a lot of different things. Yes. Sam and I are coffee shop connoisseurs 
We know everything about coffee. And I was still surprised by the number of options they had there. So if that doesn't say something, I don't know what else does. But anyways, all I'm saying is it was a fantastic muffin. However, I'm going to have to put it just below the one at Lucky. Um, but they had tons of other options. I had a little nibble of Sam's Whoopi. Whoopi. Goldberg. Whoopi. What was the thing called? Whoopie pie. Whoopie pie. Yes, I had a little little nibble of that, and it was really good. Good cream ratio. Yeah. Um, we got. We still have to talk about the coffee. I just realized. Yeah. That's fine. We'll get. We're we'll getting. Get we're we'll getting get to it. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah. Good muffin. That concludes this week's blueberry muffin report. Now it's time for the vanilla vanilla ice latte report. Yeah, we don't have a sponsor for this one. No, we don't. This is just Colin's thing, you know? Yeah, this is self-funded. Um, vanilla latte. Superb. Great. Not not too sweet. Not too bitter. Right in the middle. Not watered down. Perfect temperature. Perfect temperature. It wasn't wasn't warm. wasn't too cool. It's just a solid latte. And it was a good size, too. And here's a cheat code for Red Hook people, because I've... I've learned a little bit from my trade of knowing everything about coffee. When when you get your coffee, they have um, oat milk available, they have half and half available, and they have vanilla syrup available, like right by the espresso machine. So if, if you're not satisfied with the sweetness, you can always pour some in, and they won't charge you for it, which is kind of crazy. So just bear that in mind when you ask for the oat milk substitution for a dollar. Yeah, you order a cold brew... Save a dollar, and then put cold brew or oat milk in afterwards. Yeah, I love oat milk. See, is why we need Dave Ramsey on the show, because we're we're thinking out of the box here in terms yeah, of true. the cost effectiveness of going out to get coffee. This is this is. Um, I would just think he would be like, yeah, but you're still getting four dollars every day. You know, you could spend it on a car. And like, I just that's how I feel. You're spending what on coffee? Yeah, that should be in a mutual fund. Roth, a, Roth IRA. It should be in a mutual fund. <laughs> what are you doing? It's true. And we should pay cash only for everything. Gotta get those credit card points, man. It's true. But, you know, Dave, I, I don't know. I just he's He spends a lot of time on my mind. But going back, sorry, Dave Ramsey takes up a lot of my brain. My latte was good as well. I got oat milk, and then they actually gave me an extra shot of espresso for free which was really cool. So I got three shots today. I'm on an energy drink. I'm kind of going right now. So, like, if as soon as I stand up, I'll probably start shaking. But it was really good. Like, it tasted really good, and it was mixed well together. And I just enjoyed my latte with you, especially. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, you're welcome. And should we talk about our good encounter we had there? Yeah, might as well. Well, we ran into this lady who was talking to us, and we were just chopping it up, and she just basically gave us some life advice from someone that's kind of experienced what we want to experience, you know? And that is the best things I can hear, because when you feel like you're going in the direction that you should be going, um, it's nice to have that clarification like, hey, yeah, do it. Bet on yourself. And I think that's something that a lot of people can take with them, because... I think, like Naruto, you should always believe in yourself. Shout out, Naruto. Yeah, it feels really nice. Sam and I were just, like, chatting for a while outside the the coffee shop, and then she was like, hey, don't mean to butt in, but, you know, just 
listen to your guys' conversation. She just, yeah, she shared some insightfulness with us. Um, but yeah, Sam did a really good job summing it up. But yeah, it was really nice of her to like, you know, ease in a little bit and like share some input. Um, that's nice because she didn't have to do that. Also, she knew like everybody. Like yeah. she, she was just hanging out outside for a while and every single person that pulled up, she knew them. So she she's connected. Yeah, like I kind of want to get in touch with her. Like, especially saying like she owns a business that I know. Like I could like reach out and be like, hey, what's up? I know yeah, we were talking. she's really cool. Get that tutelage. But yeah. that's besides the point. Yeah, I do use this little intermission here. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to somebody. Do it. Um, I'm not going to say your last name. But it's an acquaintance of mine from work. Her name is Lauren. Lauren, you know who you are. Hope you're watching the video version right now. She's, she's been an avid supporter of the Mean Bean Show since day one. You know, she, she found out about season two. She went back and listened to season one. And she's been there supporting us, rooting me on. And, you know. She think I'm a good host? Absolutely. Okay. It, it's there. There is no individual. We are co-hosts. We are True. in this together. True. Um, so yeah. Well, thanks, Lauren. Thanks for watching the show. Yeah, thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren, and everybody else who's yeah. watching the Mean Bean Show. We appreciate you all. You know, we're, we don't. We can't stop. We won't stop. And that's kind of how we love this. We love this table combos in general. Shout out McKenna. Shout out McKenna. <laughs> but um. I think that leaves us with one last thing. The mean bean factor. Which is huge. It's huge. And um, this one... It's a toss-up. It is a toss-up. Because I try to think about it like, do you do the, the versatility of the, the pastries? Do you do the coffee? But I have to say, I think it's just like Red Hook as a general. It's that outdoor seating for me. I love it. Um... It's the whole West Village um, energy that goes into Red Hook. And I think that's why it's one of the oldest coffee shops in Detroit. Because it, it really has that, um, that good energy to keep going and just, like, enjoy the space around you. So I'm going to say it's the outdoor scene. Yeah. It would be good if you had a different one, but, like, at the same time, I'm, like... I, I'm going to say... I'm going to disagree. That's fine. No, That's fine. I, I, I respect your input. Or, like, your, your I don't know. I, like, I understand where you're coming from yes. in the outdoor seating because it is really nice. Yeah. To me, I'm going to say it's the versatility of the, the pastries. Because, like, yeah. like I said, there was multiple things in there I've never seen. Any, like, most places have the same, um, the same items. Sure, every place does their own take on it. But, like, for the most part, you expect, you know, the same staples from every other place. Yep. They had all the staples plus, like, two rows of stuff that you've never seen before any other places. And, you know, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get to try all of them today because there's just so many. Yeah. So I could go there, and it'd probably take me a month to try everything on there. And I'm sure they rotate it, too. So, yeah, I'm going to say versatility of pastries and the wide selection they have for being such a small location 
is going to be my mean bean factor. And that's and that's fair enough because I think that's also a really great um, answer. Um, Red Hook was an excellent experience. I will be going back there, and I recommend anyone that hasn't been there, you should try it because it's a really good place to be. Um, you can work inside now. They have indoor seating, so it's going to be really fun to cozy up there in the winter for me because I'm going to be like, I need to get out of the house. Ponderosa keeps scratching me. I need to get away from them, and that's where I'm going to go. Yes. One thing we should mention real quick. There are two Red Hook locations. Yes. And the one we went to was the one in West Village. Yes. The other one is, I'm at the time of recording. It's not open. At the time of recording, October 25th, 2022, it is closed, the it's other one. going through renovations. Yes. It's, it's like off Jefferson. Yes. Pretty so much. So if you, if you look up Red Hook, just make sure you go to the one in West Village. That was the Or Ferndale, if you're by it. Yeah. But the one in West Village was the original location, yeah. right? Yeah. So go to that one. Um, hopefully the other one opens up soon because I've driven past that one before and it's a cool it's a cool spot. It's just that I went there like a couple weeks ago and it looks like it's closed for renovation right now. So just make sure if you if you do go go to the one in West Village. Yeah, and it's not like it's a big mess up too because it's kind of weird how close they are together, like Red Hook and the other Red Hook. Yeah, but I think they're trying to do different things, which is also cool. Because I think the Red Hook that's under renovations is trying to sell wine and, like, alcohol, spirits, and stuff like that. There's a place right next to it called Breadless, which is really good for, like, healthy, like, keto diets. I got a pastrami sandwich there, and it's, like, a lettuce wrap, and it was delicious. So, just a shout-out to Breadless as well. But do you have any um, pulsing topics you need to talk about today? You know, I feel like I, I feel like I got my anger of yeah, ranch out ranch. of my system. Um, I can't think of anything else right now. I'm still bummed I lost that leaf. Yeah, I get it. No, I I mean, I definitely can see the hurt in your eyes. Um, I will. I have one thing to say. I've been playing a lot of Gotham Knights recently. It's a new game that came out. There's a lot of skepticism because it's not made by Rocksteady, the guys that made the Arkham games. And I will say it's definitely not as good as the Arkham games, but it's fun. So I think it's worth a try, and I think it's probably way more fun with co-op. So Because you can play as all the guys that aren't Batman, like Nightwing and Batgirl. Like, I feel like it would be fun as a group experience, but I'm really kind of... I don't know, the story's fun, but, like, it's seven years ahead. Like, it should be better, and it's, like, 30 frames per second. So it's not, like, it doesn't look like a PS5 game. It looks like a PS4 game. You know, now you're bringing this up, I do have something I feel very strongly about. Okay, say it. (laughs) The new, like, the Batman movie with Robert Patterson, right? Yeah. Love that movie. Me too. I've seen it three times. I think it's... Awesome. I get so frustrated when you bring it up and people are like, it's not as good as The Dark Knight. And it's like, maybe because it wasn't trying to be The Dark Knight. Do you ever think about that? I agree. I think that, like, the reason we got rid of the rating system is a big part of, like, it's different. It's not The Dark Knight. It's a whole different movie. But I would almost say that I enjoyed The Batman more than The Dark Knight, which is a crazy... I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but just, like, me being a comic book Batman fan, the noirness and, like, just, like, 
how Robert Pattinson's so gritty and the Penguin and just uh, it's a whole different world. So I mean, yeah, you gotta I, respect I, it. I I think they did like literally a phenomenal job with that movie. Yeah. I think I I understand people like the Dark Knight. I understand like that was like the original like. I know there, there were Batman's before that, but like though that trilogy was like you know it was a great it was a great super one of the greatest superhero movies of all. Yeah, and it was a great trilogy too. Yeah. All three movies, like they all work together. And the Christopher Nolan, obviously, duh, can't go wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, right. I'm not saying that it's not, those aren't good movies. I just get I get so frustrated when people, like someone else, does an adaptation of something, and people just the first thing they do is just compare it to compare, what, the, yeah. what they saw. First, but it is because they what it's what they know. But at the same time, I've had people compare it and then be like, "I didn't see the new Batman movie," and I'm like, "Okay, so then why are you talking to me about this? Because clearly your opinions are relevant because you haven't seen the new movie. And when you do, you're gonna go into it like, oh my god, this is not as yeah." Good as and the then Dark like Knight. people complain about being too long, and like I don't understand that because like there there's so many long movies, and I think this is one of the long movies that like really utilize the time like moves quick yeah like for almost a three-hour movie i i think it uses that time well and to me there's very few pieces that could be cut like i really can't think of much that could be cut from that movie because i think everything in that movie does add to the story yeah sure i get it it's a long movie i'm not saying it's not long but like i think and then also just if you do want to compare the dark knight to that one Hands down, the new one did a far, far better job of making you feel like you are in um, Arkham, not Arkham, Gotham. Gotham. I agree. Yes. I, w- I would say that because it's like Dark Knight took place in like New York City or Chicago. Well, like like the, dark, the Dark Knight just looks like yeah. New York. Yeah. It just looks like Chicago. It, yeah. just, it doesn't look like Gotham. Gotham. The new it, one. The grit. Uh, yeah. It has like that that texture yeah and like the dirtiness that you'd expect of gotham um yeah i love that movie i'm and sorry just you bringing up the batman game just like that still no, frustrates me i agree day. and i would say one thing is like of course r.i.p heath ledger he was a great villain one of the greatest to ever be in a movie but paul dano does a really good job with like this new kind of zodiac-esque riddler which, and it's really, like, scary. Like, the whole movie, you're like, this dude is, like, a freak. And he's he's trying to expose some corruption that is happening in Gotham, which happens all the time in the comics. So, to that point, I'm a huge Batman fan, and I agree with you. Yeah. Thanks for letting me bring that up. Yeah. I think that's a really great way to, you know, kind of end the Mean Bean show. Because we're big fans of Batman, but we're more big fans of just good art. And that's what we're here for. With yeah. coffee, art, ambiance, hanging out with friends, hanging out with bros, and just love, peace and love all together. Yeah. Well, it's been a real one, everybody. Yeah. This was the Mean Bean Show. Thanks for tuning in. You will see Sam and I very soon. Yeah. Next episode, we don't know where we're going, but thank you guys, and have a great week. <laughs>